You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. All right, Kyle, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Edmund. My name's Kyle. How you doing? How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing I'm doing real good. This was really planned out. I want all the folks at home to know that this has been planned out for months. You know, do you guys have any idea how hard it is to make an appearance on the show? It's very hard. We have a long waiting list. Seriously, I'm uh, I'm 21 years old now. I remember when I first Should you press record on this, Joe? Oh. Oh, dang. That's intense. I remember Kyle, you're on camera. It feels great to be on camera. When I w- turned 18, three, more than three years ago, I remember when I put my name on the waiting list because I was now a legal adult. I was big. Hmm. All right, man. So now you're on the show. You've made it on the show. It feels great. I mean, wh- where do you go from here? <laughs> well, you know, I had assumed that I'd try to knock the other things off my bucket list, you know? Like what? What's on your bucket list? That's a great question. Well, first of all, I'd like to ride a camel. Is that is that real? You really want to ride a camel? I have a bucket list saved on my phone. I can read some selections. Yeah, from let's do it. Like. Let's pull it up. Um, I'm pulling it up. I you really need, you need to give the listeners some context on who you are and why you're on the show All and right. why you're here in my house. So my name's Kyle Bear. I was a youth for Edmund many many moons ago. Now I'm a rising senior at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Mm. People make fun of me when I say rising senior very frequently. I just think they're haters. I don't really want to deal with the fact that I'm graduating. So like rising senior sounds a little younger. Yeah. When do you when do you graduate? Unfortunately, I graduate in spring 2019. Yeah, college has been college has been a fun ride for you. Oh, college has been quite the ride. I met with my advisor for the first time of my career, junior spring. Wow. And I said, is there any chance I'm not going to graduate? He said no. What are you majoring in? Economics. What do you want to do, Moneyball? Uh, Moneyball is absolutely my dream, but it's looking like I'm going to wind up working at Target. <laughs> So what's on your what's on your wish list? Well, or your bucket list? First of all, I'd like to go to San Diego Comic Con, not like a Dallas Comic Con. I'm talking like the real, deal. the real Comic Con. Real Comic-Con. What would you go as? That's a great question. Now, if I'm feeling nerdy, I'm gonna go as Jason Solo, the Star Wars Expanded Universe book character that Kylo Ren's loosely based off. Like picture Kylo Ren, but like hard instead okay. of being like a punk. Okay. If I'm feeling soft, I'll just wimp out and go as like Harry Potter or Percy Jackson. Is Harry Potter an easy kind of? Is that an easy character for you? Absolutely. If I just yeah. put on round glasses and grab a wand, it's no yeah. contest. That's pretty easy. It's weak. It's weak. I feel yeah. like you could go as Kanye and pull it off. I feel like of all the people I know under 30, you could realistically like show up at a Comic-Con convention, dressed as Kanye, like no makeup or anything, just dressed as Kanye, and just, and just get respect from people for doing it. Well, somebody once asked me to describe my aesthetic, and I think that's kind of a stupid phrase, aesthetic, but I said Kanye West feels in a fraternity. It's kind of my style. It's kind mm-hmm, of a wave. Mm-hmm. And I try to dress like that. Like, I'll wear, like, the hip T-shirts, but also with, like, the really short shorts and New Balances. Just yeah. Like, kinda just kind of throw wave. people off a little bit? Oh, yeah. Just trying to be my own wave, you know. So are you into this whole uh, dark Twitter or dark Catholic Twitter type thing? Dark Catholic? Or, or the, is that what it's called? Like the, yeah, like, but yeah, but there's, like, there's like dark Catholic There's sex Twitter. to it. Catholic Twitter is weird. I, I, I'm a lurker. I'm a passive follower. I do yeah. have, I've never admitted this, and I do have a small Catholic Twitter account. I, I very rarely tweet from like maybe three to four total tweets. We're going to blow it up right now. I, I don't even know what the ad is. What? I, I have literally no idea. It's a lurker account. So what I, do you? Typically, what I do is I just create my, uh, my friend Patch Twitter, and I just kind of see who he interacts with. But that account is weird. I don't know. I've followed a bunch of super rad trads. I'm talking like no, you no know, holds barred. Like no holds barred. I'm talking like you cannot marry outside of your own race trad, which is really weird because are, are those a set of vanc- vacantists? Yeah, type? kind of the set of yeah. vacantists type. I they actually kind of dabble with it a little bit. I know some kids at school who don't believe we've had a pope for like 20 years. Like really? people I have like classes with. Really? What are they like? Uh, like more than one. Um, you want your headphones down? Yeah, is it, I, I is know it a two. little too loud? No, I got them. I, okay. They were just kind of sitting on my head. I, I know two, actually. Okay. And both both are real odd. They like they don't believe in like non-Latin masses. It's, it's very interesting to Catholic me. Catholic Twitter is intense. It's really intense. I have, to, I have to take breaks from it, but I can't seem to stay away from it for long. Yeah, Edmund's a real rising star on Catholic Twitter. It's what? A, Whatever. You, I remember when we first met, you had your following to following ratio was just... Trash. Of course. Of course, Kyle... Trash. Yeah, of course Kyle remembers this uh the the follower to follow ratio. Oh whatever. I'm no Tommy Tig or uh Okay, well we're not let's, Tommy Tig. Let's, let's, let's not be uh, ridiculous. Here. Or what's who's the missionary YouTuber? Um uh Steve. Steve yeah, Steve, Steve the, missionary. the missionary. He's cool. Dude, they got a TV show now. Shout out to Steve the missionary. Steven Steven Tommy. Yeah, they got a 
Yeah, something. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that. Dude, so what are you really into right now? What's popping? Twitch? Are you on the Twitch train? Uh, I'm not really. Oh, on you're the getting Twitch. old, Kyle. Not, okay, let me explain. You're getting old. One of my good friends from college, I do follow his account, and he like he like killed like Ninja in Fortnite, and he's just like freaking out. He yeah. thinks this is like the world's greatest. Yeah. Thing. And yeah, I I watched his stream. Okay. I watched his commentary. Okay. Do you think you would start a stream? If I started a stream, I'd have to play like a Grand Theft Auto type, a real inappropriate game, so I could just be like, wow, I just killed a man in cold yeah. blood. See, I would want to do retro stuff. Mm-hmm. I would want to go like the Gar- Gary V is starting a Twitch channel where he just plays retro games. Interesting. Like really old boxing games or like, yeah, yeah. Pac- well, yeah, like like Nintendo games and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. I could I could play Smash on, sh- on stream. Yeah. I like I like playing Smash. There's though. this guy Bevlin, I think. I forget. His, I think I don't know if that's his last name or. His, but he uh, he does he does the job I do at a church, but he also is a huge Twitch celebrity. So like he gets on there and just fields questions about the Catholic Church and stuff, but he's like huge on here. Let me pull him up. Bev, uh, Bevlin, I think it's Bev. Bevlin. Bev. Yeah, I don't know. Twitch is Twitch is kind of cool. I'm not a huge video game, but I'm considering my roommate in college this upcoming year might own a Nintendo oh, Switch. So. Bearded Blevlin, Blevins. Oh, I know this. Jonathan guy. Blevins. Yeah, dude, look at that. Sixty-three thousand. His brother's a priest, a uh, Scarapa. Dude, this guy is awesome. He's killing it on Twitch. This is a Pittsburgh dude. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. He's from yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a cool guy. I want to have him on the show. Yeah, I got a school in Ohio, so I'm kind of like a northerner. Yeah, man. I like don't get cold unless it's like below 60, so. So what do you, so yeah, like what what kind of stuff are you into right now? Like, I mean, obviously Kanye dro- dropped his recent album. Uh, two albums and produced three additional. But, uh, Wait, know. what? No, I'm saying like the most recent one, right? Oh, yeah, but he released an album, Yay, obviously, and released a collab album with Kid Cudi, uh, Kid See Ghosts. Oh, gotcha. Very, very exciting stuff. So do you want to give your official review of Kanye's new album here live on this podcast, on this super popular podcast? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give the people what they want. So yeah. I'm going to do a quick comparison between Kanye's new album and Drake's new album. Okay. What's Drake's new album? Uh, it's called Scorpion. Okay. And it was pretty whack. So if you look at Drake's album, Drake's album was very long. It was like something like 25, 26 tracks. And seriously, who's got enough time? Like, Let me just like sit down and spend like an hour and a half listening to Drake. Well, but okay. Well, here's the thing. Why not just put 100 tracks on an album? Because I'm old school. I'm like, yay. <laughs> you, I believe that an album should not just be a collection of tracks. It should be a story. Right. Okay. There should be a cohesive theme and message. Okay. Did like, you like Coloring Book? Did I like overrated book? or underrated? Uh, it's overrated. It's no acid raps. Okay. Acid raps is incredible. Acid. Okay. Okay. Like, do I have a list of my top hundred favorite albums on my phone? Of course I do. Okay. I'm give a us, big music give fan. Give some of that. Every time we try to go to your phone, we get distracted. All right, I'm going to my phone. I'm coming in super hot. Yeah. So typically my, uh, my list is dominated by two real artists and that's a uh, Kanye West and Arcade Fire. My two. Arcade Fire. Artists. Really? I love Arcade Interesting. Fire. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I've got a bunch of Arcade Fire up in the top four. I've got Alt-J is an awesome wave. A little bit of Sufjan Stevens because, like, everybody's got to sleep sometimes. Alt-J. Yeah, everyone has, everyone has to sleep sometimes. A little bit of modern baseball because, you know, I get sad every once in a while. And obviously Weezer's first album, a quintessential classic, the Blue Album. Um, wrong with that. All right, so what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on, uh, on Yee? Well, on Ye. Ye. On Ye. Ye. What I really liked about Ye is that... <laughs> It kind of shows the end of his journey that he sort of began in My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the acclaimed Grammy Award winning album. Okay. What do I mean by that? Well, yeah, what do you mean by that? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy begins how? With an intro by Nicki Minaj. Okay. Right. How does Ye end? With an outro by Nicki Minaj. Minaj. A voicemail. A voicemail, yes. Nicki Minaj. And do you think that was him not wanting a Taylor Swift situation or whatever? Like, that's what some people said is he didn't want. He didn't want people to accuse him of talking about someone who wasn't okay with it. Um, I don't think so. I think that might have been an unintended benefit. Yeah. But if you look at Kanye as an artist, his first three albums, The College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation, all have a sort of similar sound and style. Like mm-hmm. if you look at just the album artwork, it has like the famous Kanye bear. Yeah. And they're kind of doing their thing. They all sound classic old Kanye. Mm-hmm. And you got 808s and Heartbreak, Sad Boy Kanye. Mm-hmm. And if you've never had a bad breakup, you just can't understand it. I no. used to say it was bad, but now you've had a bad breakup. Now I get it, kids. Now you get it. Now you've lived a little. You're a li- you know, you're a little I've grown up. Yeah, you've grown up. You're really? old. You don't like Twitch, so you're super old now. Well, uh, a little. Uh, yeah. Okay, anyway. the re- the rest of Kanye. And uh 
My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is kind of the start of that new Kanye era, kind of the start of My Beautiful MBT, MBTTF, that's which is even harder to say, mm-hmm. is basically kind of his descent, right? It's talking about like run away, it's like run away from me, like I'm trash, like you don't want anything to do with me. And you kind of go into Yeezus, which is like, I'm a bad boy. Like, look at me. <laughs> like, ah. Like, also but with the great ending of Bound 2, talking about like, you know, I'm bound to fall in love. Like, I've kind of found Kim, which who would have thought that Kanye and Kim would be married for like three or four years? I know that's like not that long in the marriage scheme of things, but for two huge celebrities, yeah, relatively impressive. Yeah, they make it work. And then continuing on to the life of Pablo, which is the whole theme of that is like, which one? If you look at the album, it says like, which one? And it has like this. Yeah, explain the three Pablos. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. So in the life of Pablo, what is Pablo? It sort of represents three things. It represents sort of three three facets of Kanye. There's three different Pablos, right? There is the Pablo of Pablo Escobar, which is him and like his like rapper, you know, doing drugs. Escobar, bad guy. Yeah. This him as the Pablo Picasso, the artist, the guy who makes this art, who makes this beautiful music that so many people love and is so award winning and acclaimed. And then there's Pablo as in Saint Paul, and it begins with the song Ultra Light Beam, which is actually one of my favorites of all. Like one of my favorite best verse of Chance the Rapper's career. Yeah, yeah. And that song is literally all about the beam of light that knocked St. Paul off his horse, talking about, you know, this is you know, my faith, this is what I want. And that album really deals with his kind of, he's making those decisions, because My Beautiful Dark Twisted was Descent, Jesus is kind of chilling at the bottom, yeah. and then he's kind of, what do I want to do in Life of Pablo? And that's why I like Ye so much, because it's kind of his ascent, because all the stuff on Ye is pretty positive. He's got songs about his daughter, he's got songs about his wife, which, yeah. granted... Kanye would be positive, but it would do so in a very vulgar way. <laughs> yeah. Quite vulgar. Yeah. But the message is, is him, like, you know, I've beat my depression. And, like, I thought about doing these things. Like, I thought about killing you. I thought about killing myself. But, like, I'm not going yeah. to. So it's, I liked about that, that it was the ascent. It's kind of getting him back to that point that started in my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Because, like, especially ending with, you know, the beautiful song, like, about his daughter. I thought it was, really, it was a heck of an album. And especially, it's interesting, it was recorded in like 10 days because he'd been working on it for a while. Then after the whole controversy with the Trump stuff and this and that, yeah. he scraps everything. And he had a lot of songs talking about how he went to Kim. He's like, look, you can, you can leave me if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, Wait, he, he scrapped stuff after the, after the Twitter? Yeah, he scrapped everything. A, a lot of his tracks? All the tracks off the album, just scrapped them all. Do you, feel like, do, you, do you believe that or do you think that's a PR stunt? Well, I believe it because topically speaking, it deals with very recent topics. It deals with like his depression, which is, you know, the manic depression happened relatively yeah. recently. Yeah. It deals with, you know, wouldn't leave deals very heavily with. So you think he did have some tracks that he just scrapped? I think so. I think yeah. maybe stylistically he might have had, oh, I still like this beat, so I'm going to kind of yeah. bookmark it. But and when he says, look, like I said these things and I told you, Kim, like, you can leave if you want, but she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty interesting because when people think of who do I, th- if you said Kyle, name someone who's self-conscious about their image, Kim Kardashian's very much up there as yeah. far as someone who's addicted to social media, this, that, and that. Yeah. Married to a guy who was just crucified by the, everyone in the media. Yeah. Wait, and, what do you mean? Like, crucified for what? For, for, well, being, for being married pro-Trump? to Kanye West, who is pro-Trump. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Now, Kim never really came out with that, but, but just by sticking with him, she got a lot of criticism. If I were to pick somebody whose social media could bully, I would think someone who was kind of created by the internet, right? Yeah. And Kanye admits that he went to her and said, like, look, you can leave if you want. I thought it was very cool that she stayed with him. Now, it is interesting to note that we hold these celebrities to such low standards. Yeah. Like, if I was like, wow, I can't believe that, like, my friend from Franciscan has, like, been married for four years. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah. That'd be, like, a ridiculous assumption. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, different, it's a different culture. Yeah, you're kind of hoping for something. Mm-hmm. You're hoping for that you could see something. I mean, do you think the whole St. Paul stuff is... I mean, I am so highly unqualified to talk about rap. Mm-hmm. I'm but also you, very white. Do you, think that, do you think that there's some... Like, I know, that, I, know that, I know that gospel music or, like, Christianity in some ways always kind of been a part of rap culture mm-hmm. to a certain degree. like. Tupac and some of these people talking to God a little bit and some of but do you feel like there's an uptick in like Chance the Rapper and Kanye going more the Christian route a little bit? I do think so. And the reason I think that is because uh 
I'm convinced that pretty much every art form, every subject in life on some level at this highest levels kind of relates back to God. Like if yeah. you study science enough and enough and enough, eventually it gets towards like how did we get it? If you study philosophy mm-hmm. enough enough, it gets yeah. to this. Study English, all of the above. And I think rap went through a phase in the 90s where it was like gangster rap. And there wasn't a ton of meaning to it. Yeah. It was, you know, it was like 50 Cent. It was like, yo, I'm in the club. And this yeah. there wasn't a lot of meaning to that. Air Force Ones. Exactly. And denim jeans. Yeah. Hot jeans, that sort of situation. Denim jackets. Now, it is commonly accepted that uh, Kanye kind of diverted that with the release of the college dropout talking about like, yeah, I kind of grew up in the suburbs, you know? Mm-hmm. And that kind of paved the way, especially with 808s and Heartbreak, an album that Drake credits for his career. He says, I couldn't have succeeded without this album. To kind of pay for rappers to more talk about their emotions. And I think that as people talk about their emotions and themselves more, it naturally leads more to God. Now, yeah. obviously, there's trailblazers here. I feel like Chance the Rapper is probably the biggest one currently in the yeah. game right now with Kanye kind of around. Where's that, J. Cole in all of this? I don't really listen to J. Cole that yeah. much. I'm okay. not the biggest fan after uh, what he said about Kanye. And what was this? What was the something street, whatever, his, that one album? Uh, the Neighbors one, maybe? Maybe I'm thinking of someone different. It's like 21 Street something. Oh, man, maybe I'm thinking the wrong thing. Anyway, sorry, I took you off. But yeah, I think that... I'm just trying to be relevant here, Joe. As rappers take that more step towards introspection, yeah. that it is natural that the deeper issues such as like religion, theology, would come to light. I think that's a very human thing to as discussions get deeper. Since I'm thinking... <laughs> so I'm teaching a adult. Wait, you weren't talking about 21 Savage, were you? No, is no. That- Oh man, maybe I'm thinking of someone completely different. It's no, 20, no, 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 no. No, this. 2014. Oh, 2014 oh, now, Forest Hills Drive. Now, 2014 Forest Hills Drive was This this was when I this was when I heard of him. No, 2014 Forest Drive is the reason that I don't like Jekyll. Let me explain cuz that sounds really weird cuz that's his best album and I love that album. Yeah. But there's one track on here that The intro's really good cuz he's kind of talking about happiness in that intro. Yes, I know yeah, that's one that's of That's what I'm talking about. Then. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's okay, right, so I you remember when I you remember when I found this? Yes. This this is a great track. It's so good. If we talk over it, I think it's okay for us to play a little bit of it. Okay. So in this, so this is cool because Cole was famous at this point, but this is really the album that put him in the stratosphere. Yeah. If I heard of him, who does not follow rap, mm-hmm. then it must have it must have broken through some like mainstream. Right. But yeah, I just thought this was awesome. Like, do you want to be happy? Do you want to be free? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really. Oh, absolutely. Now, the reason I didn't like this album is because this album. No, I love this album. The reason I'm upset with Cole as an artist is after this album comes out, he releases this track, really dissing Kanye right before his new album. Huh. And he's saying how you're this and you're that. And like, I keep playing your old stuff knowing you're not going to top it. Like saying, like, you're not even good anymore. Oh, which like, is, like saying, like, Kanye's not as good as his old stuff? Right. Which is ridiculous because. Cole's album that comes out that for your eyes only legitimately has a song about folding clothes. <laughs> I'm not joking. But do you think he, And the I point mean, I'm getting at is it's so hypocritical. Yeah. Because if you're not going to be improving, why would you throw shade on someone else? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, Cole, I keep playing your new stuff because I oh, know you're not going to talk it. Pretty good stuff. Like this album is cool at his best. It's like the introspection. I love yeah. that album. So you like you like people that are you you like this new or I mean it's not new but you like this like introspective. Oh, absolutely. Rap. Absolutely. Okay. So who else is who else is big for you? Are you a Logic fan? I'm not a huge Logic fan because I feel like sometimes he will use just the fact that he can rap super fast to kind <laughs> of mask like anything. Just like, yeah, okay. right, I'm just going to go really hard real quick. And that's cool, but okay. it's not my way. Now, I really relate a lot to the early childish Gambino stuff because uh, now Gambino nowadays is on a huge funk R&B wave, which is cool, but it's not as lyrically dense. I feel like he's just he's just like, I mean, I tried to watch some of his stand up and I couldn't. I couldn't get through. He only it. has one stand up and it was old. It was old. Oh, weird. is it super old? Oh, okay. Are we talking about that... the one where he's got the really pointy nipples? I'm I'm very serious. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I tried to watch some of his stuff and I was like, man, oh, I maybe can't. his SNL stuff. I can't no, it was on Netflix. Yeah, we were special on Netflix and I was like, man, I don't Joe, know if Joe, I can. look up a pic. He's got pointy nips in this. It was so bad, but now what I like about Gambino is that his main thing he talks about is in his early stuff, and I'm talking, if you're a fan of him, it's an album called Cold Sack. It came out right before Camp, and Campy touches on it too. He talks about, what do I want to do 
because I feel like I'm talented as a comedian. And regardless of whether Edmund likes it, it was good enough to make it onto Netflix. He talks about I'm talented as a writer because he wrote for 30 Rock. Yeah. He says I'm talented as this rapper because, you know, we're talking about him as Gambino. But not that talented as an actor. I didn't believe you believed him as what's his name from He's like 33. Of course what, I believed him. Who was who's the Lanzo Calrissian. I didn't believe it at all. He looked 13. He definitely did he not look like three foot facial hair. He looked 3 foot tall like they put him in platform shoes and like 13 and he's like talking talking like he's an experienced cape. ranger or something. Like it was oh man. I did not it I did not believe that. Incredible in community. Television's I, I, greatest I, I, show. I didn't watch some of that. Well, Gutierrez did. That's why we like him, folks. Yeah, that's why we like him. That's why we like him. Um, yes. Look how tight this shirt is on his nips. Let me see. Okay, yeah, that's... But that's not that's not what I saw on Netflix. Really? That's okay, because yeah, this is pretty else. good. Okay, But yeah. it's, it's, I watched it on Netflix. But the point I'm getting at is that he's talented in a few different things. He's talented as a writer, because he writes just as his rapper, as his actor, as his singer, all these things. And we talks about a lot in cul-de-sac. It's like, what do I want to do? I don't know what to focus on. And just as like a kid who's about to graduate college, I don't really know what I want to do with my life, where yeah. I want to go. That's very relatable to me because I feel like, you know. You're I, kind I, of about to graduate. I'm graduating. I feel like I've got some talents, some things I'm good at. All right. All right. Top three talents. What are your top three talents? Oh, geez. I'm I mean, gonna... people, people out here right now are listening. Oh. They, they, you know, maybe they want to hire you. Obviously, humility. I'm probably like the most humble guy I know. But uh, real talents, I feel like I'm pretty hardworking. I put in a lot of effort in everything that I do. Like I work, you know, I work full time, and then I work some other jobs. I like if I'm really, it's it's that loyalty. Like if I am with you, if you're my friend, if you're my guy, if you're my boss, then I'm with you from here until eternity. You know. Okay. And I feel like I'm very loyal and hardworking. Also, I don't know if if you're watching this. Hopefully, you've laughed at some of my jokes. <laughs> I feel like I'm relatively charismatic. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I think I can. I think I'm good with people. I think I'm relatively relatable to people. Okay. So yeah, I would say that my goals are that I'm hardworking, I'm loyal, and I'm pretty relatable. I think I'm pretty good at understanding people and like where they're and trying to meet people where they are and getting that. You know, everyone's a little bit different. So how's that gonna How's that gonna translate to uh, economics? Oh, what a heck of a question there, Edmund. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the uh, $120,000 question right there, right? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. This just uh, got real. I had a little bit of scholarship, but oh, not, okay. not, not quite okay. that much. Right. <laughs> you going to start flipping stuff on eBay again? Nah, nah, I, I'm still kind of on the grind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The grind never totally stopped. Yeah. But as far as how it relates to economics, economics is thrilling to me because it's really like a study of efficiency. Okay. Like my, something we did this year was we talked about earning levels for you know for people and like how women will earn more when they have kids because their hours go down and how when the mother's hours and how it affects the husbands so really what economics does what i like the most about it is the study of how man reacts mathematically to environments because something that's always thrilled me and really interested me is trying to quantify <clears throat> social interactions that's one of the reasons i love social media because I can like tell a joke and like I think okay maybe some people laugh but if I tweet something I can see wow this many people thought it was funny. Okay so so this is like this whole idea now that why not release a hundred a hundred tracks because then you can just see what pops and then there was a Gary I mean I'm a huge you know me I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk oh, fan. Yeah. He was talking about some girl who is releasing like she released like 20 60 second songs. Mhm. Just like quick ideas, releases these 20, 60 second songs, and the top three, she turns into full, full albums or f I mean, full songs. So she'll release, you know, just 10 pretty basic tracks and lyrics or whatever. And then whatever ones pop, then she just doubled, doubles down on those. Like, do you see, I think that's a good idea, but I think it's important to note that this girl's in a fundamentally different position than Drake and Kanye. Yeah. When you're at this, this girl is doing two different things because. She is trying to follow the wave of music. Mm -hmm. What she's trying to do is trying to hop on this train and do what the people want. Yeah, she's trying to give the people faster horses. But Drake and Kanye, or Kanye, <laughs> he's not trying to give the people what they want. He's trying to give the people something different and something new. Yeah, and I think that's a higher goal. Drake is trying to sell records, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if that's his goal, he's succeeding. Yeah, greatly. Yeah. They have different goals, so I think it is tough to compare them. I think this girl's goal is to sell records. Her goal mm -hmm. is not artistic expression as much as selling records, and that's a 
That's fine with me. Well, I'm, well, that's what's crazy is when you start out as an artist, you're just trying to survive. Right. And there's something about whether or not you're surviving that changes the art a little bit. And I think that's interesting. I was talking to a, my sister's husband's father, who is a, he's a Whoa, professor. Your sister's husband's, husband's father. So okay. my brother-in-law's father? That's a little Okay, that's concise. a little, okay. And he was telling me he's a college professor at Drake University. And he said that him getting tenure was like the greatest thing ever. And I was like, are you kidding me? I love tenure. I could do whatever I want. He says, it's not because I could like mess around or show up late or this and that or more pay. He says, because now that I have that security, I can really start teaching what I want. Mm. I thought that was pretty interesting. I think to a certain extent, being an artist is that way because mm-hmm. you sort of have to confirm, conform to a certain extent until you reach that level, which Drake and Kanye have surpassed a million times over of. Mm-hmm. Now I can really do what I want. Now I can really express. Yeah. And I also love artists that grow and change their music as time considers. Like, do you listen to Mac Miller at all? Mac Miller? Mac Miller. No, I don't think so. Mac Miller came on the scene rapping out of high school and it was just really like cheesy, easy Mac with the cheesy raps, you know, like, oh, oh Mac Miller. I maybe got, I have. I got Nikes on my feet. I'm Donald Trump, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Did he have a YouTube channel too? He, he got big off YouTube partially. Okay. And he'd have like the fun music videos and literally his, um, he had stuff about high school, like senior skip day. Yeah. It was very simplistic. Yeah. It's a, it's a very fun. I remember listening all the time when I was younger, but what's cool about Mac is that he started with that album and then he went on to make blue slide park, which is pretty much a very similar deal, you know, right after best day. Cause he did kids best day ever blue slide park. And that's kind of changing. Mac Miller? Mm-hmm. And then he went on to start doing, uh, other stuff. And he started releasing like this, uh, Macadelic, which is like a little darker. And he released uh, an album called Faces, my personal favorite, this mixtape, which is him just like totally on, just like really honest, really depressed. He releases okay. uh, Macadelic. Watching movies with the sound off, which is like another album just all about him. Dang, he like, he's releasing a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of tracks on these albums. Look at this. Okay. Tw- look at this. That's commentary. Look at this. Half of those 31. Are, half of those are commentary. Okay. Okay. But still, 31 tracks on it's one like album. 15 albums. Look at the okay, actual commentary version. version. Remastered edition. Okay. 16 al- Sixteen yeah. tracks on that. Sorry. I, I took you off what but you were right, talking about. The point I'm getting at is that he went from releasing these like silly kid stuff to starting to release significantly more mature music. He went and released... Good AM, a pretty happy album. Yeah. He released his long love album, The Divine Feminine, all about his girlfriend who then broke his heart and got engaged two weeks later. Mm, heartbreak, man. Which is, you know, not the end of the world because I really like Sad Max. Yeah. I feel really bad cheering for that. Whenever an artist I like, Has who I enjoy his sad music more, mm-hmm. and like Mac and Miller and Aaron, I'm like, as a fan of the person, I'm sad. Yeah. But as a biased, selfish, ignorant, concupiscence-fueled man, I think... There's going to be some good music. Mac out of might this. get back on drugs and we <laughs> might be eating. <laughs> we might be in this. <laughs> and I, I recognize that's bad, but yeah. I, am, I am happy with it. But what's really cool about Mac is that if you started listening to him in, when you were young and kind of continued following the trends in rap, he sort of is an artist that kind of grew along with you. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people listen to Mac and like, didn't really get into rap and only like his old stuff. And that's cool too. But I've been listening to this guy for a while. And I think it's cool that I can listen to that stuff and remember that time when things were a little simpler for me. Yeah. I can listen to the sad stuff and remember when, like, oh, I was kind of sad around that time. Mm-hmm. And I like, kind of see where he's going to go now. It's very interesting to me. This is probably super, like a super dumb topic, but this is just what I'm really into right mm-hmm. now. And I try, not to, I try not to make this podcast like super Catholic or Catholic focused. But I was really interested to get your take on Catholic media because most of it sucks. Like, most of it is just not good. Catholic media is pretty whack. I know, right? Like, and what, I don't know, like, we talk a lot about, like, could could there be, could there be a new, I mean, you have some of the blessed is she's and the, uh, the living person and stuff that are like a, like represent a a, a shift in. Yeah, blessed is she, if you're a girl, is like, seems to be top notch. Yeah, but at least just the model that it was just grassroots. Yeah. Like people just hacking the internet Mm -hmm. to make this huge, and now she has this huge following that she can do stuff with like they have this huge following that they're doing really good stuff with so i don't know like i don't know are there well, are there people like who who are you consuming right now like what what type of if anything christian or catholic related or are you doing what i do which is constantly listening to non-catholic stuff and just pulling out stuff that relates to me yeah i'd say i'm definitely more like you in the sense that like i'll listen to artists that maybe have some christian themes in their songs and i kind of focus on those 
Like the other day, I listened to an artist a guy called Dylan Owen. He's a, mm-hmm. this weird singer-songwriter, but sort of really a rapper. And I've listened to this guy for probably a couple of years, and he like mentioned Erosion, a song that came on a week ago, and I just like had to stop the He car. mentioned what? Like praying Erosion. Oh. I was like, who the heck is this guy? But the point I'm getting at is I didn't discover this guy because he's Catholic. Yeah. I discovered this guy. Because he's good. Because he's good. Yeah. Now, he may not even be Catholic. He was talking about praying Erosion with his grandfather years ago. Yeah. But the point is, is that, I don't know, I'm, I'm an economics major, and I'm also a capitalist in the sense that I believe that capitalism breeds excellence. I mm-hmm. think competition breeds excellence. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. if everyone really wants something, the best will rise to yeah. the top, especially in the social media age. Wait, so, but earlier you said, you know, some people are playing to the market and then some people aren't. Do you think that the best always rises if people are playing to the market? <laughs> well, or I do you think, think... Or do you think you need, you, you need some people that don't play to the system and just make good art? See, what that kind of comes into is whether or whether or not art is objective, which is such a Big question for a small podcast on a table with Crayola on it. <laughs> but I, Dude, I, this table can handle anything, man. Well, I'm of the belief that, uh, that yeah, beauty is objective to an extent. I okay. think that obviously some of it is subjective, but there's obviously an objective quality. And then there's personal it. preference. And then there's personal preference. Yeah. So I think what people will do is they'll try to just hit the personal preference of the masses. Mm-hmm. And that is their folks as opposed to the objective. But do you think the best art is always valued by the market at the time? At the time? I'm going to have to say no. I don't think the best art is always valued by the market at the time. Look at all the great books we've had that were discovered by people like after they die. It's always after they die. Right. That's like, I mean, granted, obviously some famous artists are alive, but I don't think it's always valued at the time. I think a lot of times music is found afterwards. I think a lot of times books are found afterwards. And all of the above... Even like TV shows and movies, every once in a while, these cult classics will appear that aren't popular at all. Yeah. But after time passes, people kind of wake up and go, oh my goodness, this was a classic. Like, a, I'm a Weezer fan. Weezer's Pinkerton. Is t- do you listen to Weezer at all? A little bit. Yeah, I went through phase. Glad to hear it. I knew you were white. Now, Pinkerton is typically considered by f- like hardcore Weezer fans to be their best album, either that or Blue. Pinkerton came out with a complete commercial failure. Everyone hated it. This mm-hmm. is trash, blah, blah, blah. But about 20 years later, everyone's like, this is pretty good stuff. Holy cow, this is great. Yeah. This is like prime sad boy music. Like, yeah. I love this. I love this. I love this. I, it's my personal favorite. Have you heard of Nick Drake? Nick Drake. Nick Drake, and- Pink Moon. And it's like super sad sounding. And he, it was like a similar story. I mean, really sad story. <laughs> he ends up committing suicide. And then, you know, like literally, I think almost the year after he commits suicide, really? then suddenly he pops and everyone's like really into his stuff. No, I've yeah, heard of Nick sad. Cave, but not Nick Drake. If you ever want to be really sad, just listen to some Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Typically, I just look in the mirror, but like... Yeah, you oh, could do that too. Self-reflections. Yeah, the ball. boom. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Yeah, I get some... Oh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, this right here. What year did this come out? Uh, 1972. Gotcha. No, maybe it wasn't the year after... Uh, it was like... There was a resurgence in like mm-hmm. n- the 90s or 2000s or something. They ended up doing a NPR um, or like a Radiolab episode about. Interesting. Maybe think, maybe it was something different. Because as far as like stuff super going sad. to the top, I don't think that our media market is a perfect competition. Because I think I really think it's imperfect. Because in perfect competition, you would think it would. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is. I think people are not in perfect competition with music at all. Okay. But as far as like Catholic stuff, what do you, what do you pay attention to? Well, I like some Catholic Twitter accounts, you know, yeah. I really like, yeah, yeah. I shout out the boy Catholic Pat. I, okay. I like his account, Yeah, but I'm not a big podcast guy. I know I'm here. Well, anything, it doesn't have to be podcast. podcast, YouTube, anything, Twitch. I do, Twitter, I do Catholic Pat. YouTube. And, um, let's see. I, no, I just the only time I look up a Father Mike video. This is this is embarrassing, guys. This is a secret. Don't tell my friends at school this. Okay, you heard it here first. So I'm in the coordinator of a household at school, right? And I actually somehow managed to win the award for coordinator of the year. I don't know how. Like I think it must have been rigged. What this means is that at right. Franciscan University, soon we have these like fraternities, or so we've got like 25 or 30 men's ones, right? Mm-hmm. And each one has a coordinator, like the president, the guy in charge. And I was supposedly the best one. Not actually. I don't know how I won. But the point I'm getting at is that every Saturday we read the gospel for the upcoming week. And I have to give a reflection. And if I can't think of a good reflection, I will look up a Father Mike video. Oh dang, you're kind of you're kind of pulling some of his material. I will not. E- I wait. S- but are the Father Mike videos about the gospel? Well, sometimes he has some about the gospel, doesn't he? Uh, 
Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. you listen to the homily. So gotcha. I'll, I'll find. Sometimes you have to go find an old one. Yeah. But I'll, I'll dig it up. Nice. Or sometimes Baron will put. I think Baron puts them out early sometimes. Yeah. yeah. If I want to go real deep, I mm. go Baron. But if I want to mm. kind of pull back a little, like. So when are you gonna start a podcast? I don't know. I just I feel like I'd be a bad person because I don't like listening to podcasts because it feels like I'm listening to podcasts of like us too. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm listening to this, I'm just like listening to my two friends having this cool conversation. I really want to talk and give my piece but like i can't like, you can't i'm on like a train like, it's a one way yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i i want to make my own friends okay all right all right that's fine i don't think anyone would listen you can do that a podcast of mine what else are you really into recently see any good movies or any good movies I'm, I don't is there know. anything you want to tell everyone on the podcast See, I want- oh, we need to tell everyone that you're the reason I interviewed a Jedi Knight. Oh, this is true. So, did you listen to the episode? You don't listen to podcasts. You probably didn't listen yeah, to it. Yeah, I'm gonna be, sh- okay. be straight All right. with you. I didn't. All right, be honest. So let me let me paint the scene for you, kids. I had uh, I was chilling in my dorm room. I was watching my Pelicans just get wrecked. I think it was playoff time. We're just getting smacked by the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I was eat- I had ordered a whole medium pizza for myself and cinnamon sticks. So I'm really going hard. Yeah, and a little I- bit of that heartbreak hitting you. It's tough. You just yeah. got to eat the feelings away. It's a tough life. Freaking Kevin Durant. I don't want to talk about Yeah. But I get a text from Evan like, you got any podcast ideas? And I'm thinking, I got no podcast ideas. <laughs> you don't even listen to podcasts. Why did I uh, even text you that? I know. And I'm just like thinking, and I was like, I'm just, I'll just text him later. I'm like watching the game and we're just getting smacked. I'm like, all right, Kyle, think of some podcast ideas. And my thought process was. The old, anti-podcast. Right. The anti-podcast. I was like, I don't like podcasts. <laughs> So what could I do that's like the opposite? The opposite, yeah. The opposite of interviewing famous people is interview infamous people. Right. We were thinking instead of interviewing the best and the brightest, like Joe Rogan's always interviewing like the best at this yeah, and yeah, the greatest yeah. at this. What if we interviewed the worst? And my first idea is still my best. Yes. <laughs> the yes. first idea was what if we found the guy who got the lowest possible MCAT score? Like the worst doctor, like the bottom of his class. Like I'm talking the guy who like his name is on the on the freaking library because his parents donated money to the school and he barely made it. And all the other all the other doctors and like all the other people in med school are like, ah, oh, this guy, I re-, like if you need surgery, do not go to this guy. I want to know this guy's story. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because I remember I was talking to my... And I was posting all of our ideas on Twitter. Right. No, this is good. This, is this good. was good. Because I remember I was talking to my dad about this a year ago. And he's like, Kyle, what do you call someone that graduated in the bottom quarter of their medical school class? And I was like, I don't know that. And he says, doctor. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. So Edmund's tweeting this. And then this lady responds. Well, wait, wait. So some of the other ideas were um, a like, high rise window washer. I'm talking way up. I'm not talking like oh the seventh or eighth store. I'm talking way, way up, like Spider Man level, or like the mayor of a very small, like the mayor of the smallest city. Right, or a mayor like of that. a real crummy mayor, like like a young mayor. <laughs> yeah. Like how is this guy? Oh mayor? yeah, yeah, like the youngest yeah. mayor in the United States. <laughs> a real scrubby mayor. <laughs> yeah. Like he just barely, he like, just barely became mayor. Like sort of like Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec, like yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's this like, guy's deal? It would be interesting to find the mayor of the smallest town. Mm-hmm. That would be fun too. Just be like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, give me walk me through your day to day life. Walk yeah. me through a busy day. Walk me through a slow day. I'm not gonna lie. I would watch uh, the the mayor of the smallest town vlog. I would watch a YouTube channel where the mayor the mayor of the smallest town is like. All right, to, and he's just really salty about the whole situation. Right. He's like, "All right, I gotta go to Eustace's dog got out again. I gotta, you know, like." <laughs> and he's just like, "Man, so I ran into five people at this restaurant. That's like half the town. They yeah. all told me they yeah, wanted yeah. this. That qualifies as a riot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna recall me. They've got five people. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, every time he goes to the breakfast diner, it's a town hall meeting. <laughs> like, like it's like the whole town. He's getting grilled with questions. Okay, everyone knows so, who he is. So I tweet out. Uh, I'm tweeting out like, who knows a Jedi Knight? Who knows a high rise window washer? High rise window wa- washer. The the mayor of the smallest town, and then we're getting no responses nothing. until, <laughs> like I said, the best one was the lowest doctor. Yeah. This lady responds, and she's mad. You should pull the DMs. I should. Yeah. This lady's angry. She's like, so, well, no. At first, she's trying to help. She's like, um, that's not possible. You can't. You can't, can't find the because stu- we said the stupidest doctor. Yeah, we basically <laughs> we said the stupidest doctor. <laughs> we basically said like like we want the doctor that just barely made it, that's making bad grades and like just barely squeaked by. And so she she like DMs every us. doctor's a genius. <laughs> yeah, she's like that's not that's not how it works. Which which granted, I mean, I it's didn't realize true. it's kind of true. You kind of just have to work your way through. But if you could rank doctors. It is true that there has to be one that's the worst. Not that they're incompetent, mm-hmm. but they're just not as smart. Like the worst NBA basketball player 
could very easily just throw down dunks yeah, on my totally, face. Totally. Absolutely. He's he's definitely competent. He, he could can, take the three of us in this room, including Joseph, like one he, through easy. Like he could handle swine flu. Absolutely. He could handle I mean, like uh broken bones. Yeah, like mono. Mm-hmm. Probably couldn't handle something like leukemia, maybe. He'd probably like not alone, but he could probably like research it. Yeah, he'd pr- yeah, yeah. He'd watch some TED talks, and then he'd be like, yeah. "I have some interesting." Not ideas. TEDx, like actual TED. There's a yeah. difference. A lot of people don't know that. No, they don't know that. Uh, so okay, so yeah, so then <laughs> she starts. She's like, I don't know how into this we can well, get the statutes of limitations or something. It's or long just, story short, this lady like refuses to like admit that some doctors are smarter than I was like every doctor genius I'm like well someone less yeah because I kept I kept so I kept sending you <laughs> the DM like inching her it's yeah. so funny and I'm like okay, no because at yeah, first I they're agree. tweeting and I'm following along and the tweets stop yeah and he starts sending me screenshots of DMs yeah. I was like oh my gosh because I was great. saying I was saying okay I I agree I understand the process you're talking about but what about what about someone that's just a little less smart of a doctor and she's <laughs> like no 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 and then out of nowhere a haymaker comes a total game changer. Oh, yeah. This she's, is. She's talking that. Mm-hmm. And she reveals that her husband graduated from a very low class rank <laughs> in med school as a doctor. And she's like, he's still a genius. And he is. He's a heck of a hard yeah, He's a great doctor. Very smart. But Kyle, Kyle texts me, I think we found our man. <laughs> I think we found our man. Which I don't know how interesting of a podcast that would have been. Right. Right. Because how do you get someone to talk about that? Like, how hey. Tell me yeah. how much you sucked. <laughs> the Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi interview. I have to admit, I, it was less exciting than I thought because he just viewed it. He viewed it on the same level, it was like a philosophy, at, as like veganism. He was just like, well, it's just, it's just an interesting way of life. But I don't. It's not his like primary. Oh, you need a charger? Uh, I thought this was like a. Thing. It is. It does for my phone. You can charge it with my phone. Um, let's see. Oh, wait. I might have a so yeah, I'll just keep talking while they're kind of chit-chatting doing their thing. I don't know. I've never been a doctor. It's cool going to a school with a large nursing program. Whenever I get oh, hurt. Um, yeah, I've just got the... Kyle's just going to have to go without a charger. All right, cool. Um, if you could, if you could, if you could get, um, like an eye implant to have your phone in your eye and can control it with your brain. Would you do it? Joe says yes. Would you do it, Kyle? I don't I don't know. No. Now, here's what I Well, you could probably put in do not disturb, right? <laughs> you could probably like turn it off. Like would, no notifications. I wouldn't want that, but what I would want is if I could have a speaker built into my head, built into like my ear. Like it was undetectable, so I could just be like listening to music at work. So have you seen these sung? They have sunglasses now that are the bone. Yeah, it's a conducting yeah. bone. Yeah, I want to get regular vision glasses like that. What's that? Well, I use oh, okay, glasses gotcha. to see. Gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah, like an identification thing that's in your skin, and then you can walk through your door and it'll unlock that kind of stuff. Like. I'm, I'm so scared of commitment. I can't even like put like a sticker on my car or my laptop. Yeah. Like I'm so scared of that. Yeah, like, I can't imagine like putting something in my body. Yeah. Like, well, just sub subdermal, right? Just like or subcutaneous or whatever. Like just in the skin. Well, could I take it out? Yeah, you could take it out. Ah, if I could take it out, yeah. yeah. Have you seen out. Manchurian Candidate? He takes that out of his shoulder. Remember Denzel? He had the thing in his back. I'm old. <laughs> I know. I've I, I've heard of Anyways, this, but I don't understand. He, he knifes a thing out of his back. Yeah, they were tracking him. Oh, you know what? I have seen that. Mm-hmm. That was weird. I was, I was bloody. I'm not coming out with a knife. Well, do you have any more suggestions for this podcast besides you coming back on again? Or besides Joe coming on? I mean, if the people want Joe to come on, yeah, I get it. Do, do, you, you, want, any- do you want this to be the podcast that's called Kyle's Take on Kanye? Or is there anything else substantial you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> Oh, how they correspond to my college career. No, how about you just talk about how this podcast is better than The Crunch? Well, see, the thing with The Crunch is that it's whack. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, do we have, also, do we have some comments? Are people, like, listening to this right now? Uh, yeah, people are just in the game. Oh, jeez, all right. <laughs> so, they're just listening. so they're, like, ticked, like, why the hell is this kid just Joe's supposed to be Joe's okay. supposed to be making it work. No, look, something. it's supposed to be something in here, but I don't know. See, the thing with you the... You should search it online. With The Crunch is that... I don't know. Crunch is pretty boring, you know. It's too deep. But you, don't, but but who's going to listen to your opinion? Because you think all podcasts are boring. Correct. But the crunch is whack. I don't think all podcasts are whack. But your, your podcast might be boring, but it's not whack. But you're friends with Pat. Yeah, but you know, 
That's why I can say it's whack. Mm, okay. I wouldn't trash someone I didn't know's podcast. That's true. That's but true. Also, no, I think they're great. I'm glad they're doing it. I, I like that. A I lot. think people should do it. I think if if you want to run a podcast and talk into a mic, I think you should. Just don't be, just don't be so corny about it. Just do it. Uh, I almost went to a live showing of the crunch, but then I had an intramural flag football game, and I chose that instead. Priorities. Oh, we won. So, uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a good call. So, what's your? So you graduate soon, man. You're just gonna get on that job market. Well, here's here are my thought processes. Here, I okay. see myself going a few different routes. One route is I go and I work at Target, which I make pretty good. It's a money. respectable, it's, it's respectable a decent, yeah, career. I make good money. It'd be a lot of hours, but I could pay off my debts. Now, can you still work there even though they have same gender bathrooms? Well, at the Target. I worked at when I started. It's, you really don't have that. It's you were kind of on the front lines of all of that. Normal. No, yeah. I, I. You're work, kind of the spokesperson for Target. Uh, typically, I like put stuff on the shelves. You, you were know? the Target bathroom spokesperson. That's actually very false. Maybe this is why people like the crunch better. <laughs> <laughs> so you think unisex bathrooms? That's what your no, official stance. I, if you go to our Target, there's a men's and a women's restroom. Mm. So okay. uh, I feel like you just. Kind so you stood up for that. I I really you took a stand. I really didn't. <laughs> I'm not much of an authority figure. The only real big choice I've made is if you walk in our Target, we have these kind of big plastic carts in front of our aisles, and I said, "Hey, we should put school supplies on those because it's school supplies." And they said, "Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll go do it." I was like, "I'm gonna do it." So man, that's exciting. But I don't know if I moving feel, up. If I feel like I don't want to grow up. I might just try to work for Franciscans, like an admissions counselor or something. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to be vice president of student government coming up in the fall. So you, so you have a big body supporting you. I've got the body, and I feel like I can make the connections with the people the right who people. actually work for the school. Yeah. But I also think that might be a regression because I don't know how much I would really mature, like still live in the student bill, still. Hang that's out a that's a little friends. bit of that's a little bit of the dream that some people go that that route you I'm know start that, working for admissions that peter pan type the boy yeah because then you can know. still go to mass on campus you could still hang out with your household i like mass on campus yeah. i like household you're getting paid to go there as opposed to paying them to go there exactly and they have this cool deal where they can kind of send some of the money right towards them to pay off your debt the money that you owe it's them kind of money. like an indentured servitude right like you go there mm-hmm. you get a degree and then you don't use it and you work for them and give them no you're totally correct yeah i've always thought indentured servitude Hot take. I didn't think it was that bad of a deal where you got to go to the new world back in the day. Yeah, you had to work for a bit. But I don't know. I, I, I would rather, part of me thinks I'd rather be a scrub worker for Franciscan, a place that I love and mm-hmm. the valleys I respect, than a higher worker for Target in a place where, uh, you know. Well, what about no being a scrub worker for like someone who's doing really good, I don't know, economist? economics type work well my i'd like to be a, a data analyst and i had an internship last summer for an office company where i did data analytics for and i wouldn't mind applying for them i think that'd be pretty fun i would like that a lot the reason i didn't work for them this summer is because i wanted more i wanted less autonomy because i had no, really no supervision and i could just kind of do my own thing which was really cool because i learned a lot mm. but i wanted a more regimented internship experience which is nice because target they tell me what to do all the time nice i hope no target ever watches this <laughs> Which is not really the case because I do like my job. I find them compensated very well. I like my work, my, mm. my bosses. What things? What uh? What things right now do you hate about Target? No, just in general. Or in general. What are things that are really? What are things that really grind your gears, Kyle? <laughs> things just. <clears throat> you know what really grinds my gears? You know what I wish we could play is the uh, the epic track that you guys made in high school. I mean, that got you on the stage. We at... we we could play that now. That's on SoundCloud. That's a oh, that's one. on SoundCloud. Benedictine Beats. Okay, we'll, I, we'll get that pulled up. I actually recently met someone who. Uh, so for context, in high school, I was part of this men's group, and we had this one kid who was like this like DJ producer, like DJ like grad parties. Let's call him Steve. Steve, great call. <laughs> now Steve. Steve was always talking about how one day we were going to make this like rap. And I just like did not believe this at all. I was like, yeah, Steve, that's really cool. One day I'm going to like, you know, drive a Maserati. Haha. <laughs> and then Steve was like, I wrote this rap. And I'm like, all right, Steve, that's like super cool. I Wait, was, why are we, why aren't we using his real name? Uh, you said that. Oh, okay. Me. I don't okay. think okay. Ben would mind. To be okay. Honest. Ben, his name's ben. Benito. Shout out. Shout out at the Asian Benito. Now, young Ben, 
he wrote this track with our friend Sam because they would go work out all the time. It wasn't really my speed. I wasn't really a big workout guy. Yeah. And they'd work out all the time. They're like writing this track. And I just like never really thought it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then one day they were like, okay, we recorded part of the track. And I just like, once again, just like not believe it. And they text me like, all right, you got to come to like the studio. I'm like, Ooh, what do you mean the studio? The studio. And he's like, my house. <laughs> so I go up to like Ben's room and it's, I've been to Ben's room plenty of times. And it's just like exactly the same, except there was like this microphone, this like nice recording setup. Actually, not as nice as this, but there were sleeping bags covering the walls. Whoa, that's how you know they're they're legit. I was like, Ben, is this sleeping bag gonna make a difference? He's like, Are you kidding me? They make all the difference. <laughs> I was like, Okay. So I'm like trying to like rap and do my part, and one of the sleeping bags, the corner falls off, and I like continue going. Ben's like, Stop! Cut everything. The sleeping bag fell. I'm like, I don't think it makes a difference. He's like, Are you joking? Are you joking right now? Okay, hot shot. He's about his craft, man. But no, he's he's into his. Craft. I respect it. He's into his craft. We wound up. We finish our rap. It takes me about forty minutes to record about fifty seconds of uh, <laughs> rapping. It was very difficult. You saw behind the curtain, or you you saw behind the sleeping bag. I really didn't. And then afterwards, they were in kind of that post production, or I guess regular production. Yeah. Me and another guy, Nick, we went to Chick Fil A for legitimately an entire hour, mm-hmm. and we came back and. Ben had just not moved. He was just still on that ground. I don't even think he knew we left. Yeah. We like, hey, Ben, we got for He's like, how'd you get that? I was like, we left for an hour. But yeah, we, uh, yeah, we wrapped live and it was a, it was a heck Wait, you didn't tell the whole story. No, so we go to a Steubenville well, conference so and then you. We finished this track at about 2 a.m. the day before we go to the Steubenville conference at 8. And we go to this conference and we're not really sure what we're going to do with this, with this track. Our plan was, was actually airtight. This was our plan. Someone had a Bluetooth speaker and we would just walk around, we'd play it. And we would go up to young girls that looked single and attractive, and we would we'd, we'd be like, "Hey, you ever heard of a Catholic rap group before?" <laughs> oh gosh, which is that's uh, the worst. That's see, the worst. Edmund's acting like it didn't work, but let me tell you, kids, it did. That is the worst. Like using the name. That is the worst example of using the name Catholic to sell something. And <laughs> well, the goal was to get universal with it. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 speaking, yeah. You're like, oh, we're a Catholic rapper, but I mean, it did have some Catholic Ooh. lyrics, but. Son, I was all Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really. Theory. I just want to flash forward to Father Leo. Oh, our beef with Father Leo. Okay. No, no, no. I just want to flash forward to like we have beef. With like Father he's Leo. doing his. <laughs> no, let me explain doing... why we have beef with Father Leo. <laughs> no, he's doing his like entertainment segment, and he he's like, uh, what is he? he's like? No, each I... of the segment was like. It was designed to just show that Father Leo was better than everyone. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was like, it was does anyone categories. do karate? And then it was like, someone would do karate. And then you'd be like, guess what? I've done karate on TV. And he's like, does anyone cook? And so it goes up and he's like, guess what? I've cooked on TV. No, 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 no. No, I will explain this. Okay, okay. There were three rounds, three categories to get to the ultimate show. Now, Father Leo, <laughs> the first category was him was singing. Yeah. And, we, and we go and we do our thing, whatever. And he comes up. He's just got this incredible booming voice. I was like, yeah. all right, whatever. And it's like dancing. So people just like go up and try yeah, to dance. And he's like, dance. hey, guess what? I was a professional street dancer for 10 years. Yeah, I can break dance. Oh, I can break you. dance super stinking well. And it's like, wow, Father Leo is not only a better singer than the best kid, he's also a better dancer. <laughs> and then it comes out to uh, it was singing dance karate. And these kids go up and they're just like kind of joking around doing karate. He's like, hey, guess what? I'm actually a black belt and running a studio <laughs> yeah, for 10 years. Yeah. And it's like, wow, Father Leo's the best singer, the best dancer, and the best karate person in the whole place. <laughs> and then this is where things get good. Yeah. Because he's already proven that he's better than all these ways. And the winners of each category compete, boys versus girls, in a cooking contest. What does Father Leo do now? He's had a cooking show on EW10. <laughs> He's literally called the Cooking Priest. And so then you cook. and they So like, he outclasses everybody. He just like wrecks everyone. Now, this is why he hated us. So we didn't play by the rules. We didn't sing. We rapped. Ooh. No, that isn't why he hated you. He hated you because it was supposed to be an all-guy cast. We had one girl who said amen in the chorus. Yeah. Well, no, she had a whole rap part, but didn't she, she? she? They cut her off before she got the rapper part. Yeah. And he said we were disqualified. Because there was a girl in your group. I've never heard a sweeter noise than people boo. People booed. I've never felt Why'd you like, like that? Why'd you like that they because booed? Because they booed because they said that we were disqualified. And as oh, they booed, they booed, they booed him. I saw a tightness. A t- you, saw, you saw him. You saw a chink in the armor. Like, you've ever seen Daredevil? There's a scene in Daredevil where Daredevil was talking to Wilson Fisk. And, like, he's, like, really mad. He starts, like, tensing up. Yeah. And I was like. That's mad. it. He's and mad. then the people are booing, and I'm kind of like pumping them up. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you, I remember this. <laughs> I, was, I remember seeing you. <laughs> Keep it going. 
and the people keep it going. I think you. I think. I think word about you guys must have spread because didn't. I think Annie Hickman was also like, "You guys are just. You guys are the worst." So actually, Annie Hickman did yell at me later in the conference. Yeah, unrelated. He actually, but anyways, but uh, he want people boo so much, and it's like, okay, I guess they can like be, in, and there's like the applause meter, and of course, yeah. at this point, we're like bound to win. So no, but he disqualified you because you would have won if they did well, no, the applause we, meter. No, we won. Yeah, the applause meter. Right, that was the thing. He's like, nah, we can't do you guys because you had a girl come up. He requalified us after the boot, <laughs> and then Benito actually made it to the cooking contest where we lost, but uh, we didn't really care. We were we were not tripping yeah. about that. We were already mad at Father Leo. Yeah. And then I did get in trouble with any Hickman at a talk as well. Yeah. But I think I think you were just misunderstood. Well, we got in trouble. I have a theory about this. For those of you who are from Franciscan University of Steubenville, there exists an eternal war of household rivalry with Alma Jerome de Gloim and the Brothers of the Eternal Song. And obviously, Annie was a, was a former AMDG man, and I am coordinator for Brothers. <laughs> so you think this was just household beef? Let me explain. Oh it, was not, it was not just me. Oh it was me and a future brother of mine. Okay. So I'm at the conference, and it's like talking about like how to stay Catholic in college. And I was like, it's all about like, hey, figure out how the Catholic Center is. I'm like, this doesn't apply to me. I'm born in Franciscan. I'm like, way better than these. That people. is the Catholic Center. So I raised my hand. I was like, hey, like you went to Franciscan. Do you have any like specific tips about like whatever? And as soon as I say that, this guy right next to me is like, hey, I'm going to Franciscan in the fall too. And I turned. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And that was all I said for. And he's like, hey, pay attention. <laughs> and to be fair, the guy was right. I asked the question and then turned around. Yeah. But really, what happened was that man was a boy by the name of Paul Cleaver. Oh, Paul my Cleaver. My future household brother. Oh, Paul so Cleaver. So I think he sensed our natural brotherly inclination. He could feel it. To form. He could he, feel he it. He tried to stomp he it. He tried to step there. in in between that. But, you know, it was, it was too strong. Was he, could say, he could see the, yeah, he could see the green and red just, like, overtaking just, you. Exactly. Yeah, now, he any, could feel it. And he liked a tweet of mine recently. Mm. So I, I'd say we're friends again. Holy cow. Yeah, that's like, man. Reunited, am, Kyle. I'm Reunited. And he comes to Francisca every once in a while. What was the tweet? It was uh, one of those Colts at Franciscan tweet. This was Colts at Franciscan. Uh, like, like Colts and Grapevine, or like Colts at St. Francis. What were your Colts? Uh, well, number one was nursing majors because obviously <laughs> <laughs> nursing majors at Franciscan, they have like the hardest major, but they will let you know. Yeah, Holy that's true. Cow. Yeah. It's also like the townies. Do you think it's the hats that they have to wear as nurse nursing majors? Or? Actually, I think it's those, uh, it's like those white pants are kind of bad. Yeah. 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 Like the basketball. I'm not going to lie though. I think white pants are going to make a comeback. Don't you think? I, would you put on a pair of white jeans that were like a little frayed? No. You I, wouldn't wear a pair of white jeans. I never wear a pair of white what jeans. if they were? What if they were uh, jean like jorts? You'd wear a pair of frayed jorts with some like high top. Ironically, I would wear that to, like an are ancient mill. Are you into this Roy? Man. What's his name? Uh, are you into this Roy guy? This Roy, you remind me of. Uh, Hope this, this Roy character. Crap, where's other oh, cults include people who uh, exclusively wear chacos. Disciples, okay. switchboard okay. workers, people, switchboard workers, people who love fops, and also people who hate fops. Yeah, cults. those are two. Texans. What do you What do you think of the percentage on Franciscan campus fop? Yay Jeez. or nay? Is... That's a That's a great question. If I were a Betsy man, I would say ten percent don't have strong opinions. Okay, forty percent. Uh, I'd say forty percent. Nah, I'd say thirty percent think they're whack. Roy Purdy. Oh, I know that guy. That guy's funny, dude. He's like your bro- he's like your lost brother. He's like my when I see form. when I see videos of him dancing and stuff. I'm like, this would be co- look at his socks. No, that guy's cool. Look I- at his socks. Look at watch this. Jeez, he's he's literally you. He's just rocking the like skinny dude high socks vibe. Someone told me that they thought I could be John Mulaney. I was like, that guy's like way cooler than me because like he looks like if, you, if you but yeah. hot and he's catholic and if you funny. started if you started wearing suits and kind of turned 30 i think you could yeah. be i think you'd be john mulaney that'd be pretty sick that would be pretty sick but he still goes by kid gorgeous i'm like dude you're a little old for that yeah that's true what's your nickname oh, I, i'm just the kid okay i'm just the kid you're the kid the kid okay that's a great podcast title the kid you could just be the kid that's one of the reasons i'm scared of, of growing up is because i don't want to Oh, I can't be the kid. What am I going to be? The, the young adult. That's true. Yeah. Uh, middle-aged man. I got nothing else, man. We've gone for an hour. An hour is pretty, uh, pretty good ending spot, if you ask me. Does, yeah. 
Any, was, any, where, where, where can people find you? Give you, give, give your uh, social media oh, plugs and everything. Give, give me on, give me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Wait, at, that you don't correct. retweet. I will, if I retweet, because retweets are not endorsements. Well, not because of that, because I believe that someone's gonna check me on Twitter at K Y L E A U B E R T Kyle mm-hmm. Albert. It's the phonetic. It's Obear. And you and you want them to see original. I want content. them to see my tweets. Like I've never been like, let me go see what sort of stuff Edmund retweets. If I look on your Twitter, I want to see what you think. Yeah, yeah. So if I see something I'd like to share with my followers, I will retweet it. Twenty four hours later, undo that retweet. Oh, if you see something that wait, say that again. If you so see something that if I see like a really great tweet. And I think, man, my followers would like this. I want to share it. Yeah. I'll, I might retweet it, but, but then I'm going to undo it. that retweet 24 hours later. The only things I will retweet are things that specifically pertain to me. Okay. Like, for example. If they're on brand. Not really on brand as much as, like, has, like, my name in it. Like, a buddy of mine, um, there was a tweet that was like, quote this with your favorite Franciscan saint. And he quoted with, like, I love, at Kyle Ober. He inspires me. Like, I'll retweet that. Yeah, to, you'll retweet that. Give if, us some love. If someone's. Uh, yeah. I, I, For 24 hours? Okay, so this you is, can do it for twenty four hours. This is where things get interesting. I will yeah. retweet it, but I I don't know if I can tweet it myself. What do I mean by that? The last about three hundred sixty five days, every one of my individual tweets has gotten above ten likes, and that's like a streak I feel really strongly about. Mm, okay. I, I mm. think I've hit a year. That was my goal was a year, but I'm not positive. Do you ever do? Do you ever do uh, live streaming? I used to go live on Instagram. I went live last summer a couple times, and I. Had a good time. Mari I feel, I feel like live on Twitter is really underrated. Like, not a lot of people do that on I Twitter. I went live on Twitter once. I had like two people watching. So yeah. I just dropped it. But true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mari thought my live stream on Instagram was very funny. I was cooking eggs <laughs> and I was just messing up. Sometimes really I get really weird on social media and I'll just start. Like, one time I went live on Instagram. I think you saw this maybe or something. You were did. just like, weren't even looking. You were just like working. I was like, look at me. I'm live. I, I watched. No, this. I. Oh, no, I did one where I was using tongs and moving uh, army soldiers across oh, the Oh, no, I watched that. I was trying to start a conversation with Madison in the comments. He wasn't really biting. <laughs> and then I did... <laughs> yeah, and then I... <laughs> yeah, and then I did another one where I just had a drill and an onion, and I just drum-rolled drilling the onion for like 30 minutes. Now, Edmund actually... Tweet- what? No. He, he he tweeted something. Oh, he had a Facebook, no, an Instagram post the other day that was pretty interesting. Let me, uh, he posts oh, I post very a lot. frequently. What? Let's see if I can find this. Some of the, oh, the hashtags he does now are so funny. So this is a, uh, this is a quote. says, love means to will the good of the beloved. Cool quote. Let's look at these hashtags. Hashtag Catholic dad. Hashtag Catholic memes. You ever hit that hashtag Catholic memes? You're looking for like some funny memes and you see love wills, love means to will, look at other blood. I'm like, wow, what a great meme. Dude, I'm just, I'm just taking over. I'm dominating. I'm just dominating all the hashtags, man. No, dude, look, I do this thing where I hit, I hit pound sign CC and it just fills in a bunch of crap. I see what you're in the water. I like how you don't do it in the prime caption. Oh yeah, you can't, you can't do it in the prime caption. Because then people think you're just a... Yeah, people just think you're, you know, anyways. My social media habits change wildly depending on my relationships. That's true. Do you, so do you feel retweets are endorsements or are not endorsements? I feel like that. And choose, choose your answer wisely. Absolutely. Whether think, or not we'll continue to be friends. I think they're endorsements. I think if it's your okay, brand. Okay, but do you think you should put in your profile retweets no. do not equal endorsements? <laughs> or like say anything about. I think about, people should, should, un, should understand. If Target told me to do that, I'd be like. That's surprising, Target, because I read your social media policy and you're changing it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I think that you don't need to put that on. I think that people should understand that if you retweet a funny joke from person X, that doesn't mean that you, be- that you agree with person X's racist tweets from totally, 10 years ago. Totally, totally, 100%. Oh, yeah. I think people need to take it with a grain of salt, but I think if I'm going to retweet something, that means typically I agree with the message, unless I'm doing a hard, ironic tweet. Mm. Which okay, wait. This matter. is something else I'm interested in. The apps on your phone. What are top apps on your phone? Amazon what? Seller, Twitter, SoundCloud. Wait, wait, Twitter what, Kyle? Twitter, SoundCloud, Narwhal, big Reddit guy. Okay. I'm kind of a nerd like that. You're app. on SoundCloud on your phone. Yeah, I like listening to SoundCloud. Okay. Um, out of, obviously, Spotify is probably my okay, most. No, 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 okay, go to settings. Battery. And it'll tell you what are the... I, I've, I've only got 1%. Oh, dang. Overcast, 37%. It's a podcast app. Facebook. Narwhal, 23%. Facebook, 27 Instagram, 10 Safari, 9 Yeah, I really just use Reddit, Twitter, 
Instagram, Spotify, Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat for four percent. I'm surprised. Dang, Kyle. but it says background activity. Oh, oh no, wait. Okay, this just up. in. If you go to, if you go to battery on your, so if you go to what? Wait, wait. What do you? Oh yeah, battery setting, battery, and then if you scroll down and do last seven days. And click the clock, it will tell you, oh my goodness. It'll tell you I average an hour a day on Reddit. Well, wait, wait, is this average? Well, I meant like over the last seven days. I can see that I did seven, okay. seven hours, so it's a little more than that. In the yeah. last seven days, twelve point five hours of background on podcast. Dude, I'm <laughs> Dude. I got a lot of downtime. No, I just play it in between stuff. Yo, ten point one hours of background Spotify. Check it. How much? 10.1 hours of background Spotify the last seven oh, days. Oh, dang. Wait, wait, wait. Five hours in the last seven days of Instagram. 3.1 hours. Yeah. What? Go to privacy. Location settings. Okay. System services. Okay. Uh, I'm there. Oh, dang. There we go. Mine are all Colorado Springs. I've been to, oh, mine's Colorado too. Check it. Whoa, it's Colorado. Oh, okay. I've been to my friend's house. Dang. I've been to my house. The phones are keeping track of us, guys. Nine times. That's very creepy. That's very creepy. Do I, I hope it knows that I go to work a lot? They know everything, man. It's cool that it can tell I've been to the Whataburger by my work twice and the Chick-fil-A three times. All right, man. Any last words for the show? You know, keep it real, keep it loopy. And uh, if you're ever wondering, actually, no, my last words are simple. When it comes to life, don't sweat the petty things, but also don't pet the sweaty things. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Oh, bear out.